0: We wanted the freedom and flexibility to live life on our own terms, and we felt the pull to be more present to our families.
1: But we still felt drawn to contribute, to build, and to create. And we wanted to establish financial security for ourselves and our children.
0: For us, that looked like founding software companies and then a successful coaching and online course business. But for you, that may look different. Our mission is to help other
1: women build and grow businesses on the internet. Starting up online can be overwhelming and
0: isolating, but it doesn't need to be. We're here to share an insider's peek into the strategies and mental resilience it takes to create and run six and seven figure online businesses.
1: As women entrepreneurs, only 2% of us will ever earn a million dollars. We've done it ourselves and we're on a mission to help you reach financial independence by chronicling our journey
0: and sharing our proven playbook. Join us for honest conversations about what it really means to grow a business and build a life that aligns with your values and adds something meaningful to the world. I'm Sandy Connery. And I'm Jenny Barcelos. And you're listening to the
1: And She Spoke podcast.
0: Make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss any of the new podcasts that drop every single Tuesday.
1: Hello, and welcome to the And She Spoke podcast. Hey
0: Sandy. It has been a long time since I have heard those words. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: it sure has. I like it what is so ironic is that this podcast, I know for both of us, is one of the most important and sacred things in our lives and in our business. And so the fact that it's what gets kind of pushed aside when other things take over is such a shame and and like the exact opposite of everything that we teach and yeah. preach, you know, as coaches and As founders. And so, yeah, we're back. So we didn't announce our absence. It's been a really long time. What is it like six months? I I don't. Yeah, probably six months. Um, And we never intended on taking this kind of break. We did plan on taking a bit of a summer break and um, and then just sort of one thing led to another. Um, And we're going to talk a bit about that in this episode. And we it's just been, I think, too raw and still too tumultuous to discuss. And so the fact that we couldn't discuss it yet and weren't ready kept mm-hmm. us from podcasting about anything.
0: Right. Right. So we've been distracted for sure. So yeah, I think I think it's um it's been a year. That's what I want to say. It's been a hell of a year. And I think a lot of people have struggled um financially, mentally, emotionally with this last mm-hmm. year of 2022. And it hit us hard. And we're just coming out of it now. And I think some of those details will be revealed over the next little bit in this podcast and over some future episodes. But it's been tough. And I just want to acknowledge that we all go through these rough patches and we come out of them. And I think that for us, it's been a lot of learning. There's a lot of mistakes, you know, things we will never do again. And it's been kind of interesting to now that we're on the mostly on the other side, that it's like to look back and go, Oh, I see, I see what happened there. So, yeah, what would you like to talk about? The, the, yeah. Sport?
1: Yeah, let's, well, there's a lot. So I think I'll just say, I don't feel like we're on the other side, but I feel like that there's just like the faintest glimmer of light on the, in the tunnel. And so it's still very much a tunnel of darkness. And I just want to say too, I mean, this is very much related to our business, like the reason why we've taken a break. And uh, but it affects our whole lives. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's like, as you said, Sandy, like people are going through a lot. But for us, like as entrepreneurs, like your business is very much a part of your life. And I watched a really interesting video, which I shared with you, um, that was mm-hmm. like a, a psychologist that works with founders. I just watched, mm-hmm. I would love to have her right. as a coach yeah. or as a therapist or something. But just like we, I think it gets, this idea gets poo-pooed a lot that your business is like a baby, your baby and your child, but like, it really is. And, and like, she explained it so elegantly and eloquently that, you know, when you create something from nothing, especially if it's over the course of many years that like you do it at. Like you do um, start to develop an attachment that is like mimicking in your brain and your biochemistry the same sort of things that you have when you have a child. And so not to say that they're the same. I understand intellectually they're not. I do not think that our business or businesses, as we'll get to here shortly, are anywhere close to the same as my child or your child. But but it really like psychologically feels in the mm-hmm. moment the same sorts of feelings as if your child were struggling. And so I guess I just want to. I, I I just want to be like without being too open because we can't we can't be for certain reasons. Like I just want to say what has happened in our in our lives and in our business is that we've split into two companies, and it's not like. Jenny's going to one side and Sandy's going to another, although that's something that we've absolutely considered and talked lots about, but we've, we've built, um, we kind of built a nested company and we know for lots of reasons, lots of really good reasons over the past eight years together. And it just became really apparent to us in the last year that, they couldn't be the same company anymore. And so that process of unraveling something
0: uh, has just been really hard and really painful. Yeah. It's been really hard. And I think when it was just the two of us and some part-time dev, it was, it was very easy, right? We could, we could sell different coaching programs or different courses and the money would go into the same bank account and would pay for all the expenses and we'd pay ourselves. And it was just, it was easy. But after the pandemic and our team grew so quickly, we had, um, you know, so many people on payroll and we had, you know, very large expenses and we were doing the work to create the coaching, um, programs and it just became completely tangled and confusing. So Mm -hmm. a few years ago we had pre pandemic, we had created a second LLC, um, for our and she company. And so we've just picked that up and really made it, like a true company you split assets ton of legal work to split into so we should probably be clear about that so the two the, the two companies are Marvelous the software company and Anshi coaching or Anshi Co which is our coaching and uh, course uh programs in that side so very two distinct offerings yeah
1: Yeah. And I know it probably sounds like overly dramatic to act as traumatized (laughs) by this, but so, so what? Yeah. it, It really is traumatic because, um, you know, when you build a company, it's like, it starts to feel like a family and you start to have a vision and, um, and then something happens and it doesn't work out like that. And so I think that there's a lot of like confused feelings that happen for us and for some of our team members. And, and I just, I also would say like either one of these businesses on its own is like a lot of responsibility and it's a lot of work and they're not small businesses, you know, like for in in the online sort of space, like they're not tiny little things. And so they're not giant corporations, but they're not small either. And so I think like it's just a lot of responsibility. It's like a tremendous amount of responsibility to have multiple companies. And it's also like, you know, other things have happened. So part of the reason, that this made so much sense is because like both of our sides of our companies took off, like of our company took off during the pandemic. And, um, and so I think like everyone, we thought that that was like, that growth was going to continue to happen indefinitely that sort of scale of growth. And so we made a lot of hiring decisions and a lot of investment decisions based on that. And then like things have sort of, have like calmed down a bit. And so like many companies we've had to like right size our team and uh, like address expenses and look at everything that we were doing, like with a fine tooth comb. And that's really been the work of the last six months or a year, every day. Yeah. Just, just like analyzing every single element of everything we did. And we've, you know, part of the reason why there was so much trauma and emotional involvement in this is like, we wrestled with, do we even keep the coaching side of our Do we even do this anymore? Like Mm -hmm. we have a software company to run. It's not a small responsibility. I I cannot emphasize that enough. Like, you know, go build a tech company, they said. Like, it's not small. It is serious responsibility. And so like we I think that the the emotional work for us, like obviously was, has been massive to let people go over the last like year, but it has also been just, do we keep going? Like with the mm-hmm. podcast, with the coaching, with the courses, mm-hmm. like you and I, I believe both, I can say, speak for both of us have fallen in love with this, with this work. We did it out of necessity to fund our, our software company in the early years. And it was just like how we self-funded our ourselves. And then we, we like loved the work. <laughs> and so Like you can't walk, we can't walk away from our software company. Like we're committed to it. It's, it's, it's not (laughs) going, going, it's not going anywhere, but yet like, do we have the time, the bandwidth, the energy, the focus, the creativity Mm -hmm. to invest in two things? And I think that that's really where the wrestling comes in. And it's like when you are responsible for this much work and this many clients in this many ways,
0: it's just a never ending, exhausting. And this many staff members. Yeah. It's, I think the word is like exhaustion, like mentally, physically we're exhausted after. And it's just, I feel like it's the sort of still coming down off that wave of the pandemic and we're just kind of bouncing around and like, okay, here's, here's where we are now and how do we want to go forward? And, um, the complexity that we've just had to untangle has been overwhelming and it's mostly been you, um, and the legal side of things to just pulling things apart as far as assets and trademarks and who owns what and licensing agreements to each, you know, back and forth and, Oh, it's so much. And, and I think we've, we've finally got it. So I thank you for all that, that insane amount of work that you had to do to to figure that out with all the lawyers. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, we've had lots of
1: help, but I think it's just, thank you. But it's, it's like, mm. Um, When we talk about building businesses, like we think, I think just generally as people, as creators, as as aspiring entrepreneurs, like we think that you're going to reach some level of success and that things will get easier. And I think that's like, okay, here I've arrived. I'm done. I've arrived. Yeah. Yeah. And I... I think like I've heard from so many people now who say the same thing that like it doesn't get easier your problems just change yeah and it's just it's and I don't want to like it's a it's a tremendous privilege to be in the situation you know know, we talk a lot about the statistics especially women founding companies and only two percent of female founded companies ever reach a million dollars we're well well beyond that and I I'm grateful and I feel so much privilege and that's, that's been achieved by a combination of like lots of hard work and risk and luck and all of, and like support. And there's so much that went into it, but it's just, it's like, uh, it's just a lot. It's a lot. And it does, there's no end, right? It's, there's no, and like you're responsible for everything. So anyway, that's just it. It's, it's the ride of a lifetime. We were just working on copy for our new website, which will be mm-hmm. out by the time this podcast is released and she.co mm-hmm. And, um, and that's one of the lines that we just put in there on the homepage, like get ready for the ride of a
0: lifetime. Cause that's what, that's what we're in. Mm-hmm. So that's that that where we've been. <laughs> that part's been really fun is like to separate the, the, the brand messages to separate the coaching yeah. from the software. Cause they've all been packaged up together and to really like, as the, and she, um, coaching what do we actually stand for as this, this, this brand and this message? Like, what is it that we, we want to say that's not tied up with like figuring out technology and here's the tool you're going to use. Like that has been really, really, really fun. Cause I feel more free on that side, you know, like yeah. I don't want to, we're not representing a tech con- like, it's just us. It's just you and me and our ideas on how to build a business and our experiences and so on. And it's been like so fun to write that copy for those for those pages so yeah and she.co great. if you're interested in checking it out and, and we have new branding based on Shonda Rhimes wallpaper from her New York apartment
1: <laughs>
0: yeah check out Architectural Digest profile of,
1: of Shonda Rhimes's office apartment in New York City if you're curious about our aesthetic for our brand but yeah I mean that's the kind of creativity that we can bring right. to it that like is really hard to bring to a software right. company right. and I think that we felt really limited oh for years and years of being like that art that's our job and that's our work. And so as much as we've loved like the creative aspect of of building a platform, like building a tech company is super creative. And the product side is like really fun for me. And um, and I love working with our team to to like think differently about what it means to to be within an online space and an online teaching platform and to do things that no one else has done or be first in the in the world to do certain things. Like that's all been miraculous and amazing, but on the marketing side, it's really pretty boring to market a tech company. And so Mm -hmm. I think that the freedom that comes from being able to, to like say things in a more provocative way and to be honest, like we're pretty, um, we're like, we have a very feminist slant and ideology to the way that we teach and coach. And we have particular point of view about what it means to show up on the internet and and create visibility around your work, like really different than what I think a, a lot of people who are online, entrepreneurs say. And so the freedom, like the total freedom to just be representing ourselves Mm -hmm. and not this other entity. Mm -hmm. It is amazing. What a gift.
0: You're all fired up about your business until you have to go and market it, talk about it, promote it. All of that feels so heavy, hard, and completely overwhelming. Look, we know that your business will flourish when you become comfortable promoting your work. And for that reason, we created Visible, a monthly membership that helps women amplify their voice in a world that tries to keep them quiet. Build an audience around your body of work and not just your body. So forget everything you've been taught about marketing. Visible is your fastest route to building an audience that can turn into paying clients. And side bonus, you can ignore trend alerts on Instagram. Join Visible today at joinvisible.co. What I think is really fun for us on this side is back in May, we had run a live challenge called Visibility Week, which is I think some of the best content and thinking that we've ever put out. And it's all based around building a business, around your thoughts and your ideas and not you as a person, but your I, how you teach, how you coach, what your expertise is, your, your, your body of work. And um, now we can do that. Like now we can really dive into our body of work, our thoughts about women building businesses, reaching that six figure mark, overcoming like technical challenges, but also overcoming societal, you know, programming and so on. And it just, it feels amazing. So I I'm really glad that we did it. And this, we've written a few sales pages for some new offers that you guys will all be hearing about, um, in the next couple of weeks. And it's like, I feel like here we are, like we've arrived. This is where we were meant to land, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The tension of doing
1: this work within the container of marvelous was always like, it was an everyday Mm -hmm. tension where we're like, can we say this? Like, what should we do? Can we do we call this marvelous? Like, what is this? Is this okay? Are we representing this? Are we hurting the company yeah. by speaking yeah. out? Yeah. And obviously we we believe in like being really honest and speaking what we believe in general as people. But when you're representing a company, like it's confusing. If someone's just looking for a platform to figure out if it's the right fit for them, we don't want our like kind of political messaging to kind of get in the way of them investigating whether like the UI or the UX is going to work for their private coaching mm-hmm. sessions. Like yeah. <laughs> they might not want to read about how we think about women starting companies. Like that might right. be like a conversation right. that can happen in time, but it's always just been like, ah, like we feel so limited, which yeah, is filtered. which is mm-hmm. why we made this podcast, right? Because we used to have a different podcast, a business podcast and we created Angie Spoke a couple of years ago because we wanted to be able to have the conversations that we were like that were like bursting from the scenes. Mm-hmm. And so that's what this space is. and now we actually have an entire business where we can be like operating from this place. And so I'm only really realizing that right now, like as we're processing it yeah. through this episode, is that like that's what we did is we freed ourselves yeah. to be able to actually
0: make yeah. and do the things that we, we,'ve given no other constraints would be doing. I think that's what it is. There's no constraints. Like we can be ourselves and say the things and nobody can say, Hey, that's kind of doesn't work with this with this brand or whatever. Cause remember yeah. we would like work with like a messaging coach or a branding coach and it would take like 40 minutes for us to explain who we yeah. are. We have these sort of this bifurcated business where there's this arm <laughs> and that arm and they're just like, huh? And so yeah. now it's like, okay, there's one company and two company. So it feels really good. And I think maybe Jenny would be helpful to, um, talk about like our two kind of, um, build an audience, build a business? Like that whole yeah. concept from the and she, are you okay to yeah. dive in that?
1: Yeah, let's totally do it. So we spent a lot of time, like, and we've had, I don't know how many thousands of conversations at this point about like, okay, if given no constraints, what kind of work do we want to do? Do we continue on with some of like the same courses and coaching offerings? Um, and like sort of, but not like we figured out, like we've teased out the things that we've created so far that we feel are our best work. And how do we build off of those? And so, as you said, visibility week, which became a visibility crash course that we've sold to lots and lots of people, like that has been um, that was, I think, for sure the most feedback we've ever received from anything. And yeah. also we knew when we were doing it, like we knew when we were making that work, like, whoa, this is really powerful. And it was like it resonated with so many people. And so, like, how do we take that to the next level? So we're creating a membership um, called visible, which we'll talk about in another episode, but around that body of work. And, um, and like, we think that the most important things for creators on the internet are to be able to build an audience, build a brand, um, build a body of work in public, to be able to write blog posts, podcasts, create YouTube content around a body of work, rather than around their body or what they're eating for lunch, their personality, their like, like we're trying to get away from the Kardashian kind of way of running the world, yeah, which is, life. Mm-hmm. yeah, like voyeuristic peeks into our personal lives. Like that, that's kind of like cheap filler content, to be honest. Like that's not really what the world needs from you. I mean, giving people a peek into your life is great, and a sense of who you are as a person is great. If you are also putting your ideas and your and, and sharing your voice, and so we're really um, focusing on how we have taught and are teaching our clients, how to create an entire uh, body of work around their expertise. And that's, that makes everything else about online business so much easier because it's so much easier to market your work than to market yourself.
0: Right. It really is. It
1: makes way more sense. Yeah. Makes way more sense. And so how to actually operationalize that, um, is, what we're, is, is is a big part of what the ANCHI company is about. And so that's super exciting for us to go deeper on that. And I think, you know, for me personally, I'm hidden. Like my personal life is intentionally hidden in private online for lots of reasons, partly because I'm an introvert, partly because of what I've seen out in the world, partly because of other work that I've done that would make me a target for certain people. Like there's like a bazillion reasons why I don't want to share my personal life on the internet. and. I am a hundred percent eager and hungry to share my ideas. And so this is like, for me, very deeply personal, this, this entire body of work that we're creating. Cause it's like, Oh, this is what I have inside of me is to like share my own ideas. And now I'm going to teach other people how to actually build kind of a, an audience that supports them for the rest of their lives financially by doing the same
0: thing. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the way that we're going to do this is like really the first step of any business is having some ideas and some thoughts doesn't mean it needs to be all perfect and profound and like cure cancer kind of ideas, but it just needs, you need to have a point of view. And once you can build that audience who are like, yes, that makes sense to me. That's what I think too. This is exact kind of help that I need. Then you can start to really monetize that. And so our second offering through and she will be around building a business based on your body of work. It's a lot of, yes, yeah. Yeah.
1: And building a business that actually makes money, right? Like when we say business, it's not the idea of a business. It's not like a project. Like it's actually a financial. Yeah. It's like the goal is to create financial independence so that you don't have to rely on anyone else other than your audience to support you for the rest of your life. Like we're of course in favor of building intergenerational wealth and like financial freedom and as much money as you want. But like truly our vision is like is to help you build a business with enough people, like build an audience of enough people so that you don't have to worry about how to pay your mortgage ever again. Mm -hmm. Like by just being you in the world and doing the work that you were kind of called on this planet to do, you can pay your bills. You can support your family. And it's 100% doable. Like we've we've seen it at scale because of the other company that we run Mm -hmm. where we Mm -hmm. see, you know, the many like, many, 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 many millions that pass through our platform are going into the hands of individual creators every, you know, every month. And so it's like this, um, we have this eyewitness bird's eye view of seeing this at scale
0: and how do we give this to more people? Mm-hmm. And I think the challenge for a lot of women is the first thing out of most um women's mouth when they mouths when they think about like starting a business or they've got something small kind of you know just getting going it's like i hate social media and so i think like the idea that they to build a business means they have to be on social and it means they have to share uncomfortably and it means they probably feel a bit unsafe and yeah. so i don't want to do that and that really like holds them back and keeps them small and quiet so this angle of building a business is really key because it's not about you know what Car you drive, or how you whatever, what you make your kid for lunch, It's about the work. and you are there. you're this the conduit, but you're not actually the brand itself,
1: yeah, I think that's one hundred percent true. And I think that's so different than what so many other people are yeah.
0: teaching. yeah, and they don't see that there's no examples of that yeah. their conversation isn't around that. It's like, I have to do reels this way, or I'm not going to get anything. And I, and it's yeah. just not true. It's not true. Or I
1: have to get a blowout and get my hair done, my makeup done and stand in front of the right. camera and hold like a container of protein Perfect powder. Right. <laughs> right. Like no. it's it, that. And so like this influencer economy is one thing, right? And we talk a lot about the difference between creators and influencers. And Hey, if that's your thing and that supports you, like, you know, go for it. Cause the time right now, there's this moment in history, I don't think this is gonna last. <laughs> the sort of influencer economy, I think, is on already on its way out. But hey, if you want to get in on that and that's working for you, that's great. That's not what we teach. And we teach like how to take your ideas and, and transform them into income. And and like and it makes showing up on social to amplify those ideas just so like so much easier so much because easier. social media, yeah. it's just like you're only there to share your idea. It's like if you're speaking at a conference, you're not there to parade around and like it's not about what you're wearing or you know like anything like that or your ability to edit like a funny sound into a video clip like it's <laughs> it's not about that right it's about like i'm here for this idea and i'm yeah. coming to speak on the stage to share this idea and um and then it's a million times easier
0: yeah yeah so we're super yeah. excited and we'll we're going to do a whole podcast on the membership um coming up very shortly and i'm just i'm Super pumped about it! Like just so yeah. excited about it.
1: Yeah, so, no, and it's the funnest thing. Like we've always wanted. We teach memberships, and no. we sort of like we have the model because we sell software that's effectively functioning in the, as a business model, like a membership right. recurring revenue monthly mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. annually. So we teach this. We've developed an entire like like raved about curriculum around it. And now we get to run one ourselves. Like that's that's that's. that's not software and it's such a fun experiment like we both love business right so we just
0: get to play this is like a playground It feels more play it definitely feels Mm -hmm. more play which is one of my core values and i i think there is such a pressure to perform to support the software company like there was just such a we have to make this work because we have to pay all these people and just separating that and letting the software company stand on its own it has good revenue coming in there. Let's just balance things out. We're going to move a few people over here and we're going to do this other company and let's just play and see. And it's, yeah I'm, yeah, I'm really excited. So that is where we have been for the last year really, but big part of why we've just not been able to talk about, come on here and pretend that everything is wonderful and amazing. And it's just been really hard. And so now we're ready.
1: Yeah, and it took like a long time to figure this out. I think that that was, it was just like, we were just in indecision for so many months and like looking at spreadsheets and weighing options and considering choices. And, you know, people's lives and livelihoods are (laughs) part of that process, right? So we don't take it lightly. Mm -hmm. And then our own, like our own work, like, you know, we've considered what, like, does one of us leave our software? Like, we've like actively had many, conversations about that. And so I think we couldn't come on here and be like, okay, let's talk about how to make a business Good. or let's interview so, this person. Marketing. Because no. like we were dealing with a, like what to me is like an existential business crisis. And it mm-hmm. was, it, it was like, it's not, it's not bad. Like, I think now that I have a little bit, now that we've made the decisions, there is just such an immediate sigh of relief just have made a decision. Mm-hmm. And like, now that we've defined our new offerings and we figured out who's doing what and you know we've had to make really hard decisions again with with our team and like we've done a lot of that and so we can mm-hmm. start to feel the relief and the excitement about what's next
0: yeah I was going to count how many decisions we've made, and I bet I didn't, but I bet you it's like five to 600 decisions in the last couple of months. Like, it's just hard decisions, like, hard decisions, like affect people decisions, affecting us, affecting our lives, affecting our health, affecting our revenue, our bottom line, our expenses, our relationship, everything. Like, it's been like, what are they like decision fatigue? Like that is beyond, 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 beyond. But anyway, we did it. We are here. There's still a few little niggly things to figure out, but we are on the way, our way back.
1: Yeah, so thank you all for um for just coming along for the ride. And I know if you're listening to this, you're on our new podcast feed. So that's another thing we should just kind of call oh, yeah. out here. This is the first episode to go on the new feed. So um some of you will be like making your way over here slowly, but, What we decided to do, we thought about starting an all new podcast also, but really, Angie spoke is, it represents the work moving forward better than anything else. And we don't, we weren't ready to like, we don't want to make it that change. So what we decided to do is just really take this podcast, put it on its own feed and like fully separated out from our previous show, which for those of you who've been around for a while, know it, it was called the Soulful MBA podcast. So that podcast lives on the old feed. And the Angie Spoke podcast is now on its its new standalone feed. And so this is where we're going to be um, putting our shows moving forward.
0: Okay, let's do Joy and Hustle now that we're back.
1: All right, let's go ahead and do the Joy. This is yours, Sandy.
0: So recently I purchased a Lumen. So those, it's all over Instagram. So if you follow any kind of weight loss, keto, whatever, health, um, uh, accounts, you probably have seen this. So it's called luminance. and it's this little tiny device. It looks like you're vaping and you just breathe in, hold and breathe out. And what it does is it measures your um, metabolism. So it will tell you if you are burning carbs or if you are burning fat. And so I have long been fascinated with keto and um, nutrition and all of that. And so this little tool has just been super helpful for me. Um, but I am also very much like a high-fat, high-protein meat eater. And then Jenny, the vegetarian, is like, I'm gonna buy a lumen, and I'm like, what? What? Why? What are you like? What are you trying to do? And what was your answer? Like, i like, why would you want that? What's the purpose? I want
1: to have more energy. I like so I saw no. somebody on reels that was like, you like that was vegetarian. Actually, they were vegan.
0: yeah, it it does work. For and vegetarian. they're like,
1: it tells you what to eat to have more energy to feel better. And I was like, oh, I can breathe. So my my thinking was like, I can breathe into this magic machine. And it's going to tell me what recipes to eat so that I yeah. feel better.
0: And then you said that. You, I said, why do you want that? And you said, oh, I just want this thing to tell me what to eat. And I'm like, it doesn't do that. Like, I still haven't yeah. come, got to that part of it. I don't know if it's still measuring and earlier. It's like, it doesn't do that. And I'm like thinking about it. Like, well, if they just tells you what to eat, it's not like you're going to have the ingredients on hand. Like, that's oh, the part. I, I, that would
1: figure, it, I would figure that out. I would go get them right then.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Well, it can't be hard. It's not like going to be some elaborate meal, but it's like, oh, you should it eat is. an apple. No. You should eat an apple. You should it eat a slice of that.
0: cheese. It doesn't say that. It says you need to have 85 grams of fat. And so what are you going to eat? Like coconut olives and avocado all, all day, every day. Probably. Right? And then, um yeah. anyway. But does it
1: tell you like how many... Olives, you need to eat to have no. It says it's
0: literally, oh, I'm oh. 85 grams of fat, and 120 grams of protein, and I like enter my food and it measures, and I'm like, oh, I've eaten you know 25 grams of fat, okay, so it has little wheels to tell me. But I did study nutrition, so I get it, like yeah. I understand it, and I, I mean, not that you need to, I'm not saying you need to study nutrition to use the Lumen, but this is the way I think, and it's, I know it's not the way that you think, so I'm just so curious about your um, how you'll use it. Right. And I, and I think yeah. like if you're eating too many simple carbs, you probably are, you're just like burning and crashing and burning and crashing. And yeah. And um, I think that's one of the challenges with vegetarian is like just to eat crackers or bread and toast or whatever, like as snacks. Right. Yeah. I yeah. So fruit. anyway, so I'm super curious. Open the goddamn box, Jenny.
1: Well, you scared me up. So I also think if anyone from women is ever listening and wants to sponsor our podcast, there's an opportunity to take my idea of what I thought lumen is and operationalize it. Because if you let people breathe into a little magic tube, and then you tell them what to eat, like you will make all
0: the money in the world. I think that is ridiculous. There's no way that's going to work for everyone. I don't have an apple. Like I don't have yeah, olives. They, they I don't like, like it. apples.
1: Oh, okay. Like it's two, too- like, five choices.
0: Or they could say you have to increase your protein. Like, okay, got it. I will know what to go eat for some more protein. And here's
1: five things you can do to do that. (laughs)
0: It's like, I can go fry some bacon up. That's what I'm going to do.
1: Well, some people did not study nutrition, Sandy, and not know what to eat.
0: I got, no, I want you to open it and I want to see how you use it and what you're, if you're just like yeah, confused, I'm frustrated, or it. is it, is it really helpful? Like maybe yeah. you see that your carbs are like way off the chart, your fat intake yeah. is so low and then you can start to adjust and then start to, yeah. you know, feel better and more energy and not be hungry all the time or whatever. Um, <laughs> and I'm still waiting for that to tell me where the apple is, like eat the apple. Yeah. Like I'm still waiting for that. I'm like entering eight yeah. one apple so much, you know, carbs in an apple. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So Lumen, that's, that's the joy. Um, Okay. Okay. Hustle. Okay. Hustle is something that you tagged me on in Instagram and I Mm -hmm. am obsessed with this little account. Okay. Well, so there's this, I think we might've talked about this. Like maybe we never no, did. No, we have before. not. I've so, never seen, I've never ever seen this.
1: Okay. So this is one of my favorite Instagram accounts. It's called Visualize Value. And I, they have like a bazillion followers. Hold on. I'm just going to see. Yeah, they so really like do. Probably, yeah. Like half a million. A lot of people who are listening already, you're, you're probably already aware of this. Yeah, i probably, but I. <laughs> I saw this one post that I sent to... I actually sent you multiple, but this one was so good. I thought it was worth talking about on the podcast. And I think it's such a good hustle because um, we see people and we see our clients and we see ourselves do this all the time. So it says, somebody asked a question to the owner of this account that said like, I overthink a lot, please help. So then it's just like black and white account and they just make these like diagrams and charts usually. But in this case, they responded because it was an AMA and they responded with words. And they said... This may sound like an oversimplification, but here's a helpful reframe for me. Overthinking equals underacting. So action is like a pressure release valve, be it waiting, building, testing, anything that takes an idea from your head and puts it into the world. It's just a method for collecting data to take a better shot next time. Like any natural process, this does not happen linear, linearly, but it works. So this is so like, I feel like we teach this I on every coaching call and it's, this person articulates it really, really well, which is like, just do something and collect the data. Like think of yourself as a scientist and like everything you do in business and marketing is an experiment. And it's just like, we get so caught up in trying to predict or make this decision, this perfect decision that we don't take action. And then we actually don't get the information that we need to make a better choice or to make the best choice moving forward. And so I think that like over, like overthinking, Equals underacting, like that concept really is just yeah. really powerful.
0: Yeah, the simplicity which they display visually complex ideas, um, which would take so many words, it's it's just brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. So yeah, definitely go have a. I just look. There's like a million visual uh, visualized value accounts. So the first one that comes up is the one you want. There's all these copycats mm-hmm. going on, but vis- visualize value. Um, yeah, so good. It's just so helpful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice little like 10 second hustle. You can just incorporate into your day. It's a good Instagram account to follow
0: if you're on the gram, the gram. All right. We're back. We are back. Thanks Jenny. Super fun. We'll, uh, get together and do, do another one soon. All right. See y'all next mm-hmm. time. Bye.
1: This podcast is brought to you by Marvelous. Marvelous helps you build and grow your own courses, memberships, and live streamed programs. Go from idea to open for business in just minutes. If you're looking for a simple, beautiful, custom branded platform to build and grow your online business, you can learn more at heymarvelous.com.